It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. 301-230-0980, that's how you get to us. It's game week. Are you going? And if you're not going, why not? If you'd normally go, why not? Let's talk about it. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here on Touchdown at 10. We talk football here in the 10 o'clock hour. So great to have you with us. Chris Russell's on the other side of the board. I'm here. Matty Ice is answering the phones. Be nice to him when you call in today at 301-230-0980. Let's get back to the phones here. Start things off with line three, Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, good morning, Derek. Okay, I got a few things here if you give me some time. Um, I'm a season ticket holder for three years. Um, I did not renew my season tickets yet, but I am going to the first game. And I'm going to tell you why. It's, it's these little things that tick me off about this organization. A couple of weeks ago, they sent out a discount um, code for $17 off of any ticket. The code did not actually work. And I talked to three people in that organization, and one which was my ticket rep just basically threw their hands up and said, well, it's a ticket master issue. Didn't even try to resolve it. Um, Another issue that I didn't get my season ticket was the promotion or to try to get you to get season ticket hold season tickets again this year. They said we will comp you the first game. So I said I'll buy a season ticket, but I've already purchased a ticket for the first game. Can you just comp me for the second game? Oh no, we can't do that. We can't do that. So it's basically like we don't care that you were a season ticket holder for the last three years. We're not going to do anything to get you back. You just deal with what we get you, give you, and move on with that. So I said, I won't buy a season ticket unless there's some some type of compensation given to me, or I'll just pick and choose and go game from game and just not get a season ticket. But I am going to the first game. So, I mean, just to make sure we understand you, uh, the the code didn't work. They said, oh, we can only give you the freebie for week one. We can't for the Eagles game, basically. And you were like, well, I already have the ticket for week one. So, you know, basically that doesn't help me. Okay. Um, right. I mean, in a nutshell, Pete, does that seem fair? I, I mean, because here's what I would say. On the surface, it does not seem fair, right? He's already bought a ticket. I don't need a free but they don't want to give away Eagles game tickets because they're much, 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 much more likely to sell Eagles game tickets to A, Washington Commanders fans, but B, more importantly, to Eagles fans. Derek brings up a great point. Derek, appreciate the call. You got anything else you want to get to, Derek, before we, we address that? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've and i even offered, I said, I understand it's an Eagles game. If you can't comp me for the game, how about comp me for the parking, which they comp for, I think, club-level uh, season ticket. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that I thought was fair to come up with, no one would meet me at the middle of the road. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. I'll just pick and choose what game I go to. I just won't be a season ticket. I'm still going to be a fan. I'm, like I said, I'm going to the first game, and I already paid for parking for the first game. Like, can you work with me a little bit? And then one more thing. Sorry to be long with it. Um, the Tampa Bay game last year, 
but somehow they said I had, which didn't make sense because I was on a payment plan. Somehow they said I had an extra ticket for the game, which I'm a season ticket holder by myself. And my season ticket rep have actually come to my seat and seen me and met with me on several occasions and see them by myself. And basically there was that uh, um, balance on my account, which didn't make sense because I pay it monthly. And by December, it was paid off. And, and it took a month to even clear that off my account. And they still can't even tell me how that even happened. I had one ticket, not two tickets, one ticket for every home game. That's it. Derek, appreciate the call. And and that is, A, the kind of stuff that Jason's trying to clean up. But, B, let me, I'm going to hit you with a different thing here. Mm-hmm. Our business, what Jason and them are trying to do, you know, and, and I live this with one of my sons every day because – you know, one of the things that makes him a great basketball recruiter is he's a great salesman. He can sell, you know, his product. And the sales jobs that he's had in addition to coaching, he's a maestro at this, okay? He's a freaking genius. He could sell anything to anybody. He has that gift, okay? We have far fewer people. You know, when when Hugh Beaumont's running around selling vacuums uh, door-to-door back in the 50s, there's a hustle factor. There's, again, just like we talk about the team playing with a sense of urgency, Chris. Mm-hmm. If you're a ticket person, if you're if you're in the, if you are a ticket rep, okay, your rep is better if you go above and beyond for your clients. What will those clients do if you do that? They'll buy more tickets from you. Right. Okay? But the skill and quality of of the people taking those jobs has never been at a lower level. It has never been at a lower level. Why? Because they sit around all week waiting to see that direct deposit hit at the end of the week and go out and have their beverages on the weekend and socialize. The urgency and the quality of sales is scary bad. It's scary bad in some places right now. And the people that do this well... In our industry and in the sports industry that we deal with a lot, those people are getting fewer and far between. And until we get people that actually care about customer service and realize, oh, my job is supposed to help you, Derek. My job is supposed to, okay, we appreciate you calling us Mm -hmm. to try and buy tickets to all of our football games. And until somebody walks, what happens, Chris, when you call? When you call your cable company, or like when I call DirecTV, okay, because that's who I call the most, and and, I, and I'm not getting anywhere with, you know, beautiful uh, Lee Ning, who's living in the Philippines or whatever, and I'm like, Lee, respectfully, can you do me a favor? Can you get your supervisor on the phone? You know? And Lee said, okay, I'll be glad to get you. Hold on. So she goes down the hall. Supervisor says, oh, I can do that for you, Mr. Medhurst. Okay, that's as soon as you, as soon as you, if you're not getting... What look, Jason is active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you bring a customer service complaint to Jason, he's likely going to address it. Okay, especially if it's not just bitching just to bitch, if no, it's a legitimate I'm, issue. Derek is trying yes. to buy season tickets yeah. from them. Okay, or Joey, whatever his hyphenated name is. Okay, <laughs> call one of those people, Derek. Yeah, call one of those people. Reach out to, I'm telling you, if you hit Jason on Twitter, he will hit you back. Because we watch it all the time. Right. Okay? And I'm not just talking about him taking shots at Scott Abraham. He takes 
customer service seriously. So if you bring something to his attention, he's likely going to address it. Okay? So if I'm that ticket person and Derek calls me and said, wait, you know, hey, I'm still interested in buying the whole season from you here, but I did purchase tickets already individually for the first game. If I'm the ticket rep, I put Derek on hold. In fact, you know what I do? I take Derek's number. I say, Derek, let me take your number. Let me go down the hall. I'll call you back. I do whatever I got to do to go down to somebody Mm -hmm. down the hall and say, look, I have a guy that's trying to buy tickets from us. What can we do for him? And, And you have to make that happen because right now, you don't have the demand for tickets to where you can just blow Derek or anybody else off. The you organization should be in full-scale 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. What can we do for them, not what can they do for us? Right. That, I mean, absolutely, to that, your point. What can we do for them, not what can they – because for far too long, including all of the Bruce Allen era, it was – it was – wait wait a second – we have to reach out to them. We have to be nice to them. We have to give them a reason. How dare they not treat us with the reverence and royalty that we are? And that's what it was. Now, Jason has flipped that script a lot. Uh, hey, listen, go check out at Commander Kate. Uh, you know, K-A-I-T, Caitlin McComb. She's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I she works her ass off. She works really – I mean, she's good with the social media stuff. She, I mean, I've seen a lot of people – and I'm not signaling her out just, you know, to favor her. But I'm just saying, if you want a, a friendly person that is not just going to treat you like a number and just treat you like a statistic, follow her on Twitter, at Commander Kate. She'll get you. She's a, an account executive. I'm Listen, they're not going to give away the tickets for free. They want That's you not to what spend Derek money. was asking. Right, exactly. So don't expect that. Don't expect tickets for $19 a pop because that ain't happening right now. Maybe it will happen at some point, but it ain't happening right now. I mean, the upper deck, deck, quite frankly, should be $20. It should be, but it's not happening right now. I can get a Nats upper deck ticket for 9 bucks. I think a lot of fans here that are disgruntled are willing still to pay reasonable rates. I mean, not $150 per, for an upper deck ticket or something like I think they are still willing to put up with all the shenanigans, the traffic, the parking, the this, the high concession, blah, 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 blah. To go see their football team, to be part of that group, to be part of that brethren, to be part of that community, to tailgate, all that stuff. I still think there are plenty of people out there, they want to be treated like more than just a number. They want to be treated like somebody that is valued. And all too often, and it's not just the Washington Commanders slash Redskins slash football team, all too often companies, especially mega companies, only treat new customers or potential new customers with reverence and and um, As soon as I tell DirecTV, hey, you're giving new customers this kind of discount on the Sunday ticket. What about me who's had it since its inception? You know, and, when and you know what? As soon as look, the best thing that ever happened to me was FiOS being installed in my neighborhood. Because as soon as I tell Lee down in the Philippines, hey Lee, guess what? I've got FiOS installed in my neighborhood now. I have another option. <laughs> Lee starts running. Lee goes down the hall and says to her supervisor, "Hey, I've got a guy threatening to leave Directv to go to FiOS. Right. You know, can we do something for Mr. Right. Medhurst?" Lee comes back. 
Thank you, Mr. Medhurst. I appreciate you here's holding. Here's a $50 discount. Here's a, here's a little discount on your yeah. Sunday ticket. Now, yeah. You know what I'd say? i say, Lee, I appreciate you taking care of a long time. Yeah. Direct TV customer. Well, uh, again, that's the thing. Like, like, And that's important for the commanders, too. It's not only about getting new business. And it's just like we talked about, and I, but, we'll get back to the calls. But, it's not just about selling club seats, either. See, that's the problem that I still see happening is that I believe there's such a focus on two things. One, getting new customers. And uh, three things. One, getting new customers. Two, to, to create and brand a new fan base. Two, to get season ticket holders. Three, as an extension of that, hey, look over here. Club seats, club seats, club seats, club seats, club seats. Why is that? As opposed Chris? to well, because they get to sh- they get to take one hundred percent of that Thank revenue, you. and 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 that's smart business in a way, but it also is in some ways a turnoff because what if I don't have that uh, th- that ability to fund club seats or season tickets or suites or whatever? I want to go. I want to support my team. I want to see the burgundy and gold. Let's go to Danny in Rockville on line one. He wants to bring you good customer service on Sunday. What's up, Danny? How you doing, Chris? Hey, I heard you had a nice uh, trip to Ohio. We saw Thank you. time with your family, Pete. I appreciate nice, you. Nice uh, weekend for the Nats. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll be there. I, I'm on the visitor side of the stadium. So, And no matter if you're a commander or if you're going to be a Jacksonville fan on Sunday, I'm going to give the best service I can because that's the way I am. And I just, you know, I don't see, I see you as, as a football fan and you're coming to our house and I hope you have a good time, you know, and that's the way I approach every Sunday at, at um, FedEx field. Danny, appreciate it. And, and look, Thank they, you, Danny. quite frankly, they need more people like you. They, they need poor every is, is that a problem in in the building? Like if ushers or support personnel, whoever they might be, vendors, whatever, are they treating like Eagles or Cowboys fans differently than they are Commanders fans? Uh, I don't. I haven't heard look, that as a complaint. Here's the one thing, uh, and this is multiple stadiums I've been in. I would say within the last year, your usher used to, when you show them your seats, walk you down, show you where your seat is, walk in, and wipe them off. Yep, for wipe you. them off for you. Okay, especially not all that. Like, w- would they do that in the sun? Yes. Or, or, oh, yes. Okay, so that, but, like that, they would clean off the, like if any debris or whatever. Excellent long-time ushers used to okay. do that everywhere. Now okay. they just say, eh, it's right down there. Yeah. You know, and you get yeah. down there, and there's pollen and all kinds of stuff all over your seat, and you get that all That's over your clothes point. and everything good like point. that. So, uh, again, there's a, there's a standard that – People must be held to, and you have to establish that standard. If I'm if I'm being hired to work for the Commanders, the Nats, the Capitals, the Wizards, DC United, Spirit, Mystics, whatever it is, okay, there should be a standard. All my employees, I should be going out of my way to do all the little things necessary so my clientele look chris no matter whether you're buying nine dollar seats at a nats game or ninety dollar seats at a mystics game or whatever down on the floor you should be treated like royalty because you are making a significant investment in coming to the game sure you buy nine dollar tickets at nats park but you still pay pretty sizable parking um you know to be part of the action same thing at the commander's games right okay you talked about parking underneath at uh the wrestling event oh for the WWE. 
Okay? Just You're ridiculous. making an investment in the product that they are promoting. Yeah. So every employee should be held to a high standard. Someone in charge of customer service with each organization should establish the highest, you know, customer service standards possible because the one thing I remember, Chris, if you go out of your way, if you're polite, you say hi, if, if I have a, a, a server that goes above and beyond, I'll go beyond 20%. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go 22, 24% yep. for, that, for that person. Even if the kitchen's, you know, delayed a little bit, if my server is attentive and saying, hey, just checked, you know, things are a little busy back there, but, you know, meals should be out, you know, here momentarily, right. I'm still going to give that server at minimum their 20 if not higher than that. But that that comes back to organizationally establishing standards that are high so that when my customer leaves each time, they had a good experience. Because, again, if I have a good experience, just like restaurants, if you have a good experience at a restaurant, Chris, you're no going doubt. back there. No doubt. Okay? If you have a good experience at FedEx Field, you're going to go back there. Well, it's the, it's the little things. Again, you can't control wins and losses in the account executive department and Jason Wright's department, but you can. And, and, and I know Danny does a great job. I, I don't know if Danny walks everybody individually down, but Danny is somebody who takes a lot of pride in their job. And there are plenty of guys at Nationals Park that I run into, especially, you know, when I go with Lenny the Legend and I sit in the, you know, of course, in the in the family section, right, the players' families, of course they do a little bit more. But, you know, they they – it seems like they do it for everybody, and, and I know not everybody is is fan, like you can buy those tickets, you know. So maybe it's just those. I don't know, but but my point being is, if if you have a and it's the same as you, if you have a pleasant experience, even though the price is expensive, you are more likely to repeat that transaction or that entertainment I'm sure experience. When I get fired from all my radio jobs, and it's likely to happen at some point in my life. Maybe I'll be an usher because I like being at games. I'll go there, and I'll have that rag in my pocket, and I'll wipe off your seat mm-hmm. uh, every time at these outdoor events. Like, if it's been raining, like a day like today, say there was a game at Nationals Park. Oh, yeah. If I'm an usher, I have to go down, and every time one of my customers in my section comes down, I'm wiping that seat off. You better have a couple of towels. Yeah, but that, that's that's what I should do yeah. uh, in a situation like that. Let's go to line two. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? We think Bruce is going to hit the Blue Mountains or the Rockies before that testimony today. <laughs> <laughs> Head for uh, the mountains of. I mean, maybe beer. I should be careful here, but maybe that's why Bruce is doing it on Zoom. You know. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, boy, to, oh, sorry to bring that up, Chris. Ah, I know that's probably a test. No, right. Coors Light in the hole. Oh God, Said he, Bruce. he's at one of our local watering holes over here all the time. Yeah. Um, oh yes, uh, I'm aware. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, Cl- I'll Clyde's, a, Clyde's in Ashburn has never been the same. Tell you what, though, <laughs> I, I'll say this though: I bet you, and I'd love to have. I mean, I would even go out of my comfort zone and have a rum and coke with Bruce Allen, oh. just to talk about what has had to be, believe it or not, an amazing career as an executive and a family in the National Football League. I mean, Bruce Allen could write a hell of a book one day. I mean, he really could. Between his oh, dad, yeah. Oh, yeah. his brother, oh, being a God. governor uh, and a politician, and with what Bruce has accomplished in you know being in that being in the league so many years, I, I would take that twenty three dollars that I got on the RG three covered up book that uh, you know he got money <laughs> to to not write and publish uh, and uh, use it for Brucey's book.
Uncle Bruce. What up, Uncle Bruce? If I Bruce? was Feinstein, I'd be driving around watering holes in Ashburn <laughs> looking for Bruce saying, hey, we could write a great well, he's book. He's not here anymore. He's he's retired. It doesn't matter. Out People in, would read that. Out in SoCal. That's where he is. Anyway. What's, up? What's up, Jeff? Yeah, so I'll, I'll be a paycor on Sunday, um, you know, hoping that uh, being sold out on season tickets keeps the towel waivers away for the most part. And um, I, I hope that commanders have a good crowd. You know, it, 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 you guys are much more into it than I am. But just to follow up on that previous caller's uh, comments on the service, as Bengals season ticket holder, I got NFL Plus Premier for free a free Madden code, and I'm going to pick up a replica AFC championship ring at the game on Sunday. It, it's all in how it's presented, and winning obviously cures a lot of things. There well, the, is, the there premier, is, that's the seventy nine ninety nine one. That's not the four ninety nine one, right? A 1K. Yeah. Wow. I mean, listen, there is no doubt that – what are they calling it now? Paycor Stadium? Uh, I mean, there is no doubt that that one of the worst attendance and stadium experiences, not because the stadium was so terrible, my understanding, you would know better, but but one of the worst experiences now going to automatically be one of the best experiences because there's going to be, oh, I don't know, 65,000 or so Bengals fans there. We all understand that winning big or winning sexy or winning consistently is going to turn an awful or mostly awful experience into something that is a good experience. The question is, is how do you get to that point when you're not winning big or winning sexy? And Cincinnati wasn't able to figure that out, Jeff, as you know. Detroit, the Lions, have never been able to really figure that out. Uh, As many of us know, uh, the commanders, of course, have not been able to figure that out. As we all know around here, because they're not willing to do what it takes to kiss the ass of their customers, they, in too many ways, believe we're the freaking NFL, we're the Bengals, we're the Lions, we're the Redskins, we're the Commanders. Screw you guys, I'm giving him. No, that, that's what they think. That's what they think. And, and yeah, far too often that has been a problem in losing and perennially losing situations. Well, and, and that comes with the fact that, you know, the TV money covers the salary cap by two or three times. And, um, you know, there's there's been a sea change. There's a younger generation of the Brown family taking over at the Bengals, and they get it, you know. So um, it, it should be pretty – the whole area down there is just going to be jacked since it's the Steelers, of course, and coming back off the AFC championship. Chris, quick, quick question on your daughter. Is she a football fan? She – she is uh, to some degree. To some degree. Have you, uh, have you looked at Kent's opening three games I by have, chance? I have. Now, <laughs> now I see why we had so much of a. Uh, uh, oh, it's a that's a great one. I I favorited that tweet. They make Pete. I, I don't know if you saw this, but to Jeff's point, they they went and played at Washington last Saturday yep. night. Uh, they're playing at Oklahoma, yep. I think, this Saturday, Correct. and then. And then at Alabama or or, or Auburn or, or one of those in, schools? In Athens. Uh, okay, or Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Alabama, yeah. Auburn, Georgia, one of those schools. One of those SEC schools. Yeah, and they're making like, I don't know, like $4 million total or, or, or maybe it's like over $5 million. And you know what? Here's the thing. People are going to say, and Jeff, we appreciate you as always. People are going to say, you can't do that if you're an athletics. 
BS, you can't do that. Guess what? You know what? We've got to offer all these scholarships. We've got to offer Title IX. We've got to make money, guys. I'm sorry. 80,000 people are not coming to Kent State's main campus to go watch the Kent State Golden Flashes, no matter who their quarterback is, no matter what their record is. They're not. It's not happening. Now, they don't have the same expenditures as Alabama or Auburn or Georgia does. It's not cheap. It's it's not cheap under any circumstances to run a Division One A college football program. Period. It is not cheap. I don't blame them at all. And always remember this. It was it reminded me of this yesterday. I had a buddy that's a big college football fan, Penn State alum, goes to a couple of Penn State games a year despite living on Eastern Long Island. He was saying, Chris, you remember twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, or whatever it was, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Speaking of. Jeff's beloved Bengals, I I think he's also a Bearcats fan, too. Cincinnati used to be that cream cheese, cream puff, whatever, uh, you know, uh, team, program that everyone would schedule on homecoming or the first week of the season. And Penn State, like one time, beat them like 81 to nothing, Pete. Guess what? You you build up that money. You yeah. take that revenue. Ideally, if you know what you're doing – you're getting that revenue. You're building your facilities. You're 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 getting better NIL opportunities now. You're trying to get better coaching staff, better better everything, so that you can start building what Cincinnati has built over the last twenty plus years. Well, and the Bengals certainly have the parts to be sexy uh, and play entertaining football going forward. Washington trying to take those strides. The skill guys are pretty good. We'll start to examine though the big part of those skill guys this week it's not the wide outs it's not even the quarterback this week but certainly the return of Antonio Gibson to the top spot while Brian Robinson at minimum is out we'll see what Antonio does as he returns to the running back room 301-230-0980 just one of the many storylines opening week of the NFL season is underway we're talking about it right now on the team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app Halfway home, halftime on a Tuesday show. Uh, before we get into the football, just it just made me remember this when you were doing that, and I don't know why. But did you see over the week? I am not a Foo Fighters guy. Like I'm, you know, like like some of their music, whatever. I'm not like what I would identify as a fan. You freaking see, uh, what's his name? Hawkins' son. Oh. Do my hero, dude? I'm gonna tell you what. Oh my god, freaking believable! I look. We see it in athletics all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, things that tend to be pa- some some trait, some gene that you get from a family member, some mm-hmm. athletic ability, some ability to do something, some skill, some influence from them. My goodness. What a talent. I mean. What a talent. Taylor Hawkins' son is 16 years old. What a talent. He lost his dad, what, two months ago, two and a half months ago, somewhere in that range? Somewhere in that time frame. Uh, So, I mean, they're doing this huge tribute concert 
you know, to his dad um, at, uh, you know, some venue in in London. I mean, the crowd looked crazy. I, I don't know how many people were actually there. I mean, I've seen uh, – oh, is that Wembley? Oh, crap. Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Okay, so so – it just come on with us for a second, Matt. So, so you knew about this going in, or did you, or was this a big surprise that his son was actually going to perform with them? So there was talk about it happening beforehand, but I didn't know too much about. I knew that they were performing at Wembley. I mm-hmm. knew that it was supposed to be a big performance, and a lot of there was a lot of buzz going about right. it. Right. What I didn't know, which I found out unfortunately after, because I was busy during the time, so I wasn't able to watch. It was a six-hour show. That it wasn't just Foo Fighters. I mean, it was a six-hour performance that they had everyone from Elton John to Rush right, performing right, right. with them. That it was this insane everyone coming together to remember. And, Taylor Hawkins, yeah. Yeah. And no, I didn't know that this was coming, but he just, he killed it. I mean, it was like, if you've seen the video, or if you haven't seen the video, you owe it to yourself, even if you're not a Foo Fighters fan. But, I mean, the kid just... Killed it. 16 years old. I don't know anything about playing the drums. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't know. But like you said, sometimes, you know, just that gene, I, I you know, doesn't always work that way. Doesn't always work that way. We've seen plenty of brothers. One brother is really good and one brother is bleh. You know, I mean, Greg and Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox, good pitching coach. He was never any, he wasn't that good as a pitcher overall compared to his brother, right? For whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't always work out. I will tell you, there's another example, very different. Uh, but what, again, what, what this kid did in, in that stage, like Matt was just talking about uh, Wembley. I mean, they, they had to have, what, 65, 70,000 people there. Um I'm sure he's he's done it behind the scenes, you know, and they knew that he would be able to handle it. I'm sure. Uh, but my goodness, uh, the only other thing that I could think of in music, and again, this is maybe not a fair example, but when Glenn Fry of the Eagles died five years ago, I guess it is, five-ish years ago, maybe six years ago, uh, they were never going to tour again. And the only thing that convinced them to tour again was because Glenn Fry's son, Deacon Fry, uh, along with Vince Gill, who, you know, just has a, a wonderful, wonderful voice and, and fits in the Eagles perfectly, whatever. I'm not trying to do an Eagles bit here, but I'm just saying Deacon Fry proved to them, meaning Don Henley and Joe Walsh and Timothy B. Schmidt and the existing members of the Eagles, hey, I can do this. I can sing with you guys. I can do what my dad did, you know, to build this thing. And they went back out on tour and obviously have been touring fairly regularly for the last couple of years uh, and, and, and weren't. So now you kind of wonder, this kid at 16 years old, Pete, is he going to essentially save the, the, the family lineage, if you will, of the Foo Fighters um, by being so good? And, and again, it's one song, two-minute video, two-minute-plus video – I don't know enough about the group. I don't know enough about their plans, their desires, what this kid wants to do, but unfreaking believable performance. Unbelievable. It was, it was fantastic, no doubt about it. Um, and and again, I mean, we're just that's to be. Look, I'm, I'm one of those people, and I, and I tweeted something about this over the weekend. Music moves me. Okay, simple music like the marching band out there at eight thirty in the morning. I was at the stadium early Saturday. A marching band 
performing at 830 in the morning and mm-hmm. the quality in which it was at the Naval Academy. I mean, that just moves me. I mean, music sometimes moves me to tears. And it's stuff like that. Yeah, you've got the emotional hook, obviously, because his father had passed. But it's just so good. It's just so good. And it just moves you, man. I mean, it's just it, it was it was breathtaking. I, I should point watch. out Taylor Hawkins passed away at the end of March, March twenty fifth. So it was longer than I thought. I, I didn't realize it had been that long already. So what are we talking about? Five months or whatever. But half, to yeah. your your point, um, I mean, I I listen, you know, to all sorts of music, you know, when when I'm driving, uh, you know, especially long distances. It might be like one of the only things that really calms me down and really like removes some of my anxiety because songs hit you in a certain way. Even if you're not like, oh, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm a big fan of that artist or I'm a big fan of that group. It might be one song and that might be their only hit or the only song that you know or care mm-hmm. about or that resonated with you. Uh, but Music does have that ability, and obviously I think most people know that, but just an unbelievable uh, performance. If you haven't seen the video clip yet, it's all over the place. Um, Again, it was just just remarkable, remarkable stuff for a 16-year-old kid. Rocky Pinnock says, Red Wolves or Hogs might have generated more positive buzz. Oh, but Washington considers Jacksonville an easy win, do they? The Jags also have this game circled as totally winnable. Well, that's the thing that I wonder about, right? Okay, how many fans, because I hear it on our stations all the time, Mm -hmm. penciled in a 2-0 start, and they're like, that's the Jaguars. I'll save my money for the Eagles and the Cow, you know, for the Eagles or whoever when they're 2-0. What happens if you think things are kind of nondescript right now, Pete? If you think... Things are kind of quiet and maybe a lack of buzz, lack of anticipation, which is how we got onto this five days before the season opener. What are things going to be like if they're not two and zero? What if they're zero and two? What if they're one and one and their one win, whether it came against Jacksonville or Detroit, was I don't know seventeen fourteen? You know, and, and and it's just blah. What, what what happens then? Nothing, because the fans are in a show me mode right now. So. The same thing will keep happening. You're going to have a lot of empty plastic at FedEx Field. Michael Barnes says, I'll be there Sunday because I'm a damn fan. Bottom Hmm. line. My guy, uh, Captain Todd, uh, who um, is uh, a big listener and supporter for all of us, so we appreciate Todd as always at at iTodd's Island, says, I'm very apathetic towards the team this year. I will watch, but don't really care if they win or lose. It just doesn't matter to me anymore as much as it used to. And I think that right there, I've been saving this tweet. I think that right there is the worst thing in the world that this team could be facing. Not not saying that Todd is wrong, because I get it. I And I think there's a lot of Todds. Todd, 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 Todd. Remember the uh, whole mm-hmm. Todd McShay, mm-hmm. Mel Kuyper bit? <clears throat> For those that didn't know. But I think there are a lot of Todds out there that are like, Pete, I'd rather we, – we had a caller earlier. Uh, guys, I, I, I'm worried about my fantasy team. You know, I, I got Jaguars on my fantasy team. Like, people are worried – people are more interested in watching all the games for gambling and fantasy purposes and entertainment purposes from the comfort of their own living room or home or even their own local watering I mean, hole. Sunday Ticket and Red Zone have, yeah. you know – for, for I mean, that's part of why the NFL can give its owners more money 
Yes. Because of that. So I think this is a problem league wide in, in a lot of spots, okay? Meaning but but it's not as big of a problem in when when teams win sexy or teams win consistently. And even in like your Pittsburghs and 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 Green Bay's and so on and so forth. Where it is a problem is even in strongholds that the NFL has like New York with the Jets and the Giants, Chicago with the Bears. Places like that that used to be absolute surefire sellouts. You couldn't get a ticket forever. Now you can get all sorts of tickets, and not just on the secondary market. Not just on – so it is a problem in even some non-traditional – remember a couple of years ago the Ravens had like 15,000 empty seats. And the Ravens had, you know, been the class of, of the NFL in some ways for a long, 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 long time. And they had like 15,000 empty seats towards the end of the uh, the season, like maybe 2018, I want to say. Maybe it was, I think, before Lamar's MVP year, maybe Lamar's rookie year. Maybe it was 2017. I can't remember. But you get my point? Yeah. Is that, like, it's expensive. It's hard to do. And I, I, I would just say this. Again, the commanders have a major, major, major uphill climb. They know it. They know how difficult – they're trying their best to put a shiny face on this. Again, we're going to probably get an announced crowd of fifty eight to 60,000 or so on Sunday, and everyone on Twitter is going to be blowing that you-know-what up with pictures of empty sections, empty gaping sections, and people – and, you know, Rick Snyder, who I love, is probably going to predict, you know, 9,855 <laughs> fans uh, on Sunday and all that. So, I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, and it's not going to be crazy in a good way. 301-230-0980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. A new face who's an old face has joined the coaching staff. This seemed pretty inevitable. We'll elaborate on that and more. Hour and 15 minutes to go on a Tuesday show. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. A little damp out there. Be careful. Right now, Chris is going to tell us what's trending. All right, we start with the commanders who uh, the players have the day off today. Coach is hard at work, one of those new coaches. Officially, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, the franchise's all-time sack leader. We're going to talk about him and his role and his evolution into the coaching uh, fraternity, if you will, coming up here and potential impact on the commanders as they get set for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Team will practice, of course, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, late morning. So right as our show is ending, we'll have all the news, notes, observations, look at the Jaguars and more coming up throughout the week, plus some special guests along the way. Make sure you keep it locked right here. Russell and Medhurst and the Team 980 on the Odyssey app all day long as everyone's back from vacation, including Kevin and Hoffman and Doc's back and Linnell. And uh, we've got you covered for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Washington Commanders. Meanwhile, how about this? Uh, last night, France Tifo with the upset win over um, number two seed, uh, help me out here, Pete. I'm drawing a blank. That would be Rafael there Nadal. There you go, Rafael Nadal. I forgot to write his name in my notes. Of course, at the U.S. Open now, Nadal has had some injury issues. That has caused some issues over this year, but still a tremendous, tremendous win uh, for the local product. And the Nationals have won three in a row. How about that? Break up the band, baby. They are in St. Louis tonight, 745 first pitch over on 106.7 The Fan and the Nationals Radio Network. And that's what's trending.
Shane starts this song. Some people just have it, born with a gift. Some develop it. What better teacher to have? If you saw that over the weekend, it was tremendous. Good job by Maddie pulling that up for us as we're getting back to action here on a Tuesday morning. 312-300-980 at WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst. Drop by, make your acquaintance. We're not Twitter snobs. We'll get back to you as long as you're not calling Chris a bad name. Um, <laughs> Ryan Kerrigan, this this seemed pretty inevitable, Chris. Ryan was just spending way too much time in the facility uh, to to not take on a salaried position. Um, not surprised by this one iota, Ryan Kerrigan getting involved and now assistant defensive line coach with the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I told you when I was at his retirement press conference, right, right at the start of training camp that first Saturday, I had talked to him privately on the side and I said, Ryan, I said, you know, like he had admitted to me and Kime that he, he very much wanted to coach. So I, I knew, like, it was driving him and itching at him and whatever. And uh, and I said to him, I said, look, I said, Ryan, you know, I, I'm sure you've thought about this, but just in case you haven't, you've got three young girls, you know, under the age of four. Um, and you've made a ton of money. And, and, and you're a great player. And I know that itch is still driving you. You want to play. I, I got it all. The only surprise that I had is that he went so quickly into it that he didn't take, you know, this season and that they couldn't figure out a way. And maybe they have, but they announced him as the assistant defensive line coach, Pete. That generally means you work 90-plus hours a week. Oh, yeah, you're you're in it. I mean, I I do worry about that for Ryan because that is a huge – listen – I know people get mad at me when I pick on people, you know, for not working 100 hours a week or having all time off and whatever. I do. It's a bad habit of mine. It's not the best quality of mine. But I told Ryan, I said, look, you know, consider not only what you want to do but and what you are, but also what your family needs you to be. What you don't want is to have three little girls grow up and not see their dad. You know, because if you're out of the house and at the facility by five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and not coming back until 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night on Mondays and Tuesdays when coaches work the longest hours, Pete, you know this. I mean, I don't know what Coach Niamatololo and his staff do, but on Mondays and Tuesdays in the NFL, because Tuesday is like the is the finishing of the game plan and the day that they don't have players in the building, you know, for the most part, or that they have to, you know, whatever – those days are Mike Shanahan used to show up at 4:30 in the morning on a Monday and not leave until 11 o'clock at night Monday night and then be back in the facility 4:35 o'clock in the morning Tuesday and again not leave until 11 11:30 midnight Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. I mean those two days Monday and Tuesday are the longest days of a nonstop continuous week. You do not get a day off ever as a coach 
in season. Now, you do after the season, you get like a week or, or so off in you know late January, early February, kind of depending on how your team did, how your coaching you know kind of does that. And then you get you know basically five weeks off roughly uh, from mid-June until July. Now, a lot of young coaches don't take all that time off. They just don't. Uh, but some do, what have you. It's, it's a really stressful environment. No, no, it's no question. Now, the one thing that has helped is – and I and I know this because I watch it at Navy, um, and I know how coaches. You can, you can take some of this stuff uh, home now on your laptop and everything. That's it's not true. like it's That's not true. like forty years ago where you had to be in the building watching the freaking reel to reel machine going round and round. And, and we don't know, we don't know what Ron and Ryan have worked out in terms of, uh, you know, requirements mm-hmm. uh, to fulfill this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't believe Ryan's not all in. You don't do it if you're not all in. I just think it's something right now that's still the game is still very much a part of him. And if he likes it, if he's doing well with it, he might stick with it. And we've seen guys try it and not like it. Right. And and maybe after a while, maybe Ryan, the wife, the girls all say, Dad, could you be home a little bit more? And maybe they maybe he goes that route. But I mean, what's the one thing we see? I mean, there there there's a there's always a portion of guys, Chris, that struggle post playing career. Mm-hmm. Doing something, filling that gap, filling that gap exactly. I, I, that need I like for your competition. I, I like your idea of being able to take stuff home, I, and and maybe again that is you know that is the setup that maybe a lot of these coaches now have in addition to their work at the office is hey so you can get home to your kids' little league game or uh, you know uh, I mean you can pull uh, up I mean look you can dance pull up, class or whatever yeah, I mean, you can pull up clips. Uh, in 30 seconds on your computer, on your right, laptop right. now. Whereas before, as I said, you had to be in the office looking at the canisters of film. And- but you, but you know, like, like, um, not only can you do that, but you, like, coaches don't watch film on their iPad. They all have access to everything on the iPad, but they don't watch film or game, you know, cut ups on their iPad. A lot of coaches want to sit with the clicker on the yeah, projector sure. screen, right? But, but if Ryan and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I reached out to Ryan. We're trying to still schedule something. Hey, schedule is crazy, as you can imagine. Like, Ryan, if he's doing this smartly and right, and and I hope Ryan is, and I, and I believe he is. I know he loves those girls and family and all that stuff. So I, I hope that he just said, you know what, whatever it costs, the team maybe did something. For, I, I don't know. Whatever it costs, let's get you the setup that everyone had during the pandemic. Remember when they were all virtual? They've got to have the setup that you can have at home so that you can do this stuff at home so that he can get home at 6 o'clock at night to have dinner with his kids and see them before they go to bed and then go back to work. Now, I don't know what that does for a marriage and all that stuff. I mean, that's hard on the mom. That's hard on the on the wife, whatever. I'm sure she's used to, like Ryan being very diligent. Uh, I, I mean, I know he talked with us about his diet and how he can eat now more than chicken and rice. And look, you can get off on a Friday so night. So that's how Ryan... Wait a minute. Stop right there. Maybe you, you just stumbled upon something. What? Maybe we need to make some RK91 products. Ooh. Ryan Kerrigan is an Adonis. He he is a sculpted Is it, it? It's really chicken and rice? Uh, that's what he said. That's it? That's that, He said that's what he ate. Pretty oh much every day. My heavens! Yeah. I had chicken last night. Yeah, guess what? Not I had, fried hey, chicken. No, I didn't have fried. Chris. Oh, I didn't have fried. What did you have? Just uh, baked chicken. I had I had boneless, skinless. I put a little barbecue sauce on uh-huh. top of it. 
but I didn't have fried. So it's it's chicken and rice. I can look like an Adonis. RK91. Ryan, we got a go. business idea for you. There you go. Chicken and rice and everything nice, and you can look nice like Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, if I could look like Ryan Kerrigan for one day in my life, never mind one month, oh. I, would be, I would be doing way better. But ne- now the football impact, yeah. right? I mean, we talk about his family, all that stuff. Like, everybody's got family and and Bigger and thing work is he going to help the defensive well, line Well, that's play what better. we need to talk about ne- you know, yeah. next because you've had a, a pretty seismic shift. Yes, you have. Even for this organization – in the group that probably is the most important. So let's tackle that, for lack of a better analogy, next. 301-230-0980. Follow us, of course, on the Odyssey app, streaming live for free. Also next hour, Taylor Heineke came bearing gifts to some of his teammates. We'll tell you about that as well. An hour to go on a Tuesday show. Come be a part of it. 301-230-0980. Talking football right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.